<clears throat> I very, very, very much wanted to be here. <clears throat> In yeshiva. Excuse me. Yesterday, but Rabbos Machshavos Velevish. In Tishkach, Yerushalayim, Tishkach, Imini. This was something that was planned before. Uh, before things started happening. So. It's all good. <clears throat> During World War One, <clears throat> there was a Jew who needed to travel for business between warring countries. It was not a good time to travel, but <clears throat> you got to do what you got to do. So he looks at the train schedule, he finds the best time for him to be able to travel from one country to the next. And as he gets there, you know he wants to get there early. Find a good spot on the train. He sees there's nobody around. It's weird because on the platform usually you see people that are ready to get on the train as well. The train's supposed to come at 11. He's there, let's call it 10.45. 11 comes. Not only does the train not come, there's still no one there. Six hours later, he's still waiting there. No train has come by. Now some people start trickling in. He's looking around. What's going on? They're like, oh, the train. We want to make the 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock has come and gone. What's going on here? People start bringing chairs. Start sitting around. Just getting that feeling that I don't think 11 o'clock is happening in a very, very strong way. <clears throat> he ends up sleeping overnight at the train station. By the time he realizes he should lay down, everyone else has already gotten all the good spots, all those long benches. Oy. Over 24 hours late, the train finally pulls up. And everyone shuffles on and turns to the conductor. My high. What's going on here? Literally, the train schedule. You're supposed to. He's like, what do you expect? This is wartime. All right. <clears throat> he gets to another country. See if you could figure out what the second country is. He says, another train. Okay. It's supposed to be also, let's say, at 11. <clears throat> it's like, I, I don't have to go on time. But, you know, just for posterity's sake, shows up 10.55. The line is all the way out the door. Oh, what's going on? They're like, the train's coming. He's like, yeah, but 
Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, he quickly goes, he, run, he gets a ticket, he gets online. At, at, at 10.59, he hears the, you know, hears the steam or whatever. And at 11 o'clock, it shows up. Right on time for davening. Right on time for everything. Waiting three hours in between milk and meat. Vehaven. <clears throat> and he gets onto the train. And he turns to the conductor. He says, this is unbelievable. <clears throat> that the train is still showing up on time. The man says, what do you expect? This is wartime. <clears throat> There's two ways that our Avodah Hashem is affected. <clears throat> Make no mistake. It is war. For some of us, our reaction is going to be completely natural and normal. I, I can't, if I see one more, I, I, it's so depressing, I can't, I, I just can't function, I can't pay attention in sheer, <clears throat> I, I feel like I'm supposed to be davening more, but my mind is all, it's all befuddled. <clears throat> but we can't afford that. <clears throat> During wartime, we ratchet it up. I'm going to share with you what's been on my mind. <clears throat> Since those that get the paper on Yantif we're slowly letting slip what was happening. <clears throat> two rabbis ago, the Pittsburgher rabbi. There's only two American rabbis where we have towns, Boston and Pittsburgh, right? They came to him he was already living in Eretz Yisrael in Ashdod for three years, 1973, 50 years ago, Mamish. <clears throat> I haven't been in Yeshiva, so I don't know who's been making the comparisons. But to the Yom Kippur War, also taken, quote-unquote, by surprise. And they came to the Pittsburgh Rebbe. Let me just give you a little bit of a background, okay? Because I feel like if I just say a name, you, you might not really chop what kind of person this is, okay? I'll give you Adis uh, Ishmi P. Ish, okay? My Rav, Rav Naftali Tzvi Weitz, <coughs> is related to Pittsburgh. His, his younger brother was staying with the Rebbe that we're about to tell a story about, okay? So story within story. So Rav Weitz's younger brother, Rav Yitzchak Weitz, when he was a bacher, he was staying. Uh, he was staying with them, and he heard the Rebbitzin say to the Pittsburgher, "There's a Rebbe on the phone for the Rebbe." 
Meaning, there's an unnamed other tzaddik calling this tzaddik. And quickly, my rose brother, who was young and audacious. So you guys don't know, back in the day, you had a landline. You were able to eavesdrop on the other landline if you picked up with a really, really subtle click and then covered the phone. So the breathing didn't come in, right? Like, for example, if you knew your, your Rebbe or your teacher was calling to your parents, so you, you tried to listen in on, you know, Yanko's doing terribly on the following, for the following reasons, and then you wrote down your defense so you could at least answer your parents when they called you in. No, none of you would have ever done that, but theoretically, I know of such things. So he goes, he's like, a tzaddik is calling a tzaddik. He picks up the phone and he listens in. This other tzaddik was a younger cousin of the Pittsburgher. Okay, I heard this from Rav Weitz, the brother of the person inappropriately eavesdropping. The younger tzaddik says, Rebbe, I have a big problem. He says, well, what's, the, what's the problem? He said, I gave a bracha to a couple that hasn't been able to have a child. I gave them a bracha, they should have a child. And the Pittsburgher said, Nusa, what's the problem? You don't know how to do it? He's like, I'm sorry, Rabbi. So here's a pause. He says, if you don't know how, then why did you promise with a bracha? He said, well... You know, times are tight, and this couple's well-to-do, and they plunked down a big check, and I, I just, I'm sorry. What do I do? And he heard a, he heard a disappointed sigh. <sighs> I'm going to cover you this time, but don't do it again. Click. The reason the Pittsburgher moved to Ashdod. This is so meforsome, it's on Wikipedia. Oh, Shlita. It's on Wikipedia, this. The reason he moved to Ashdod is because he had a dream where someone from the time of the Rishonim came and said that you need to spread Torah to Ashdod. So he picked up and moved. And that's where that Hasidish community is. And he does Kirov. He's someone, he was someone so special <clears throat> that as opposed to, you know, first the Rebbe takes a bite and then hands out Shirayim to everyone else. You guys know this. We, 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 we play act this when we have our own Titian, right? No, he waited till everyone else ate and then he ate. He said, because I want to have Shirayim of Klal Yisrael. They came to him in 1973. Since the Holocaust, they had not seen devastation like that. <clears throat> and he said, Rebbe, how could it be? Yom Kippur? We're as tall as we can be. How could this be the war that we're losing? How could this be the one that even if we survive, we'll have lost? And the Pittsburgher said, Nistaro Hashem. Hashem's ways are hidden. 
That the way Hashem made the world is that it has to be an even playing field between the Koach of Tumah and the Koach of Tahara, between good and evil, for you and I to make a decision. To really make a decision. If there are open miracles, then the koch of the satan is going to be that great. If we're going to receive the Torah in a way that Shemayim and Aretz become one, then the chances of Chira Egel are that much higher. And if the koch of, of Tahara is lower, so the koch of Toma is lower, so there's not a lot of unbelievable Ruchni things happening, so there's not a lot of unbelievable Ruchni, you know, you and I don't have to worry about Shindalids and, and whatever it is. This is not something we necessarily have to worry about all the time like they used to, because the static is too high, so we don't have to worry about that. He said, however, this was 1973, think about what the world was going through. The change from the 50s through the 60s and the 70s in a way that culture was different than it ever was before. Where there was free love. He said, when the koach of Tumah is raised, then the koach of Tahara and Kedusha has to be brought up. He said, there is nothing more holy. This is going to be hard to hear this next sentence. There's nothing more holy than Jewish blood, al Kiddush Hashem. He said, if we had the Beis HaMikdash, Achas, Ve'achas, Achas, Ushtayim, and we had the Kohen Gadol, then these things, we can correct them with our Korbanos and with the blood. He said, don't you understand it's a chesed that this was done on Yom Kippur? He said, if the Satan convinces Hashem Kavayachol to take the temperature of the world, the temperature of Klal Yisrael, where we're holding in Kedusha and in Tahara, if he would have done it in Av, in Thomas, in the middle of the summer, when there's no yeshiva, when it's summer, when everyone's just running around, can you imagine? But Hashem in His chesed ignores the satan and ignores the satan until finally, okay, let's take the temperature. Look at that. They're pretty, pretty clean. Maybe only 3,000. The Chafetz Chaim writes, Shebesoyf galus kasher hu ke'es in the end of Gaulus, there will be a tremendous war between Kedusha and Tumah and it will send unbelievable arrows. 
And there will only be, in the end, so many will get injured. The Chavetz Chaim is speaking about Ruchnius now. But always keep in mind the parallel. So many will be injured, there will be very, very few that will be able to walk away unscathed. These are only the most powerful, only the most strong that we that will be able to walk away unscathed from when Tuma attacks. That can awaken other of the Hashem. Nistarim him darche Hashem. Obviously, I'm not a Navi. But let's learn together something about Hoshana Rabbah and about Yishma. Because I couldn't stop thinking about this. The Zohar says that of all the nations, each one has its own spiritual qualities to it, a spiritual personality, something that it adds and that it can potentially take away from. Esau has Esh, it has fire. Esh. Someone has a fiery personality. So first of all, they're angry, potentially. Right? Burning Aish. So we know Esau had a terrible temper. Can lead someone to Ritzicha. Can lead someone to murder. And it also has a lot of gaiva. It has a lot of, uh, you know, hot air blowing. Someone, who, someone who's angry is basically angry because how dare you cut me off? How dare you send me this drink that's not... Fully hot. Do you know who I am? Yishmael, says the Tsar, is actually the power of Mayim. Think about the first time we really see something going on with Yishmael. Hagar and Yishmael are sent out. And all they have is the Chemos Mayim, but it runs out. And that's when Hagar just throws her son. And he cries, with tears. And then the Malach opens her eyes and she sees there's water. What is water? Someone has a water personality. Water is the body. We've discussed this in Pnimi Yashiram. Water is Taiva. If an alien were to come down to earth and see someone building a, a pool in their backyard and say, my hi, what's going on over here? What's going on? What is this structure? You're like, it's a pool. And he's like, what is a pool? It's a collection of water. Why are you building it? Because, like, I, I want to be in, like, water. 
Why? Because it feels it's like good. It's like I like being in, I like swimming. He's like, but I see a little pool inside your house with the spout and the little. He's like, no, no, it's not. I want like a lot of water. Like, how much money are you spending on it? Like a quarter of a million dollars. Well, is that financial? No, it's, it's important. And I'm gonna like heat it every day for like a thousand dollars a day because I like I like the water. So it feels good. Right when it's a cold day. Look, they go skiing and then and then jump into a hot tub. And when it's boiling hot, you jump into the pool. You get hanal from water. The Gemara even has a shiloh, whether or not hazas mayim, whether you're okay. Whether you get meila from it, water is gishmak. Our body is made of 70, 80, 90, a thousand percent water, whatever the biology says it is. It's fully immersive. Mayim is taiva. Look around before the Arabs, the Palestinians, before before terrorism, 9-11. Right now, if you were to if you were to go to a stomp person on the street and ask, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? What do you think their answer would be? Most of them will answer probably something about climate change. It's in the schools, they're scaring the kids to death about it. Climate change. What's going on with climate change? The waters are rising. The waters are coming up, right? The polar ice caps are melting. The kippahs are being taken off and the water's rising and everything. Wow, that's... Okay, what are you going to do about that? Well, we're going to sort our garbage. After maybe there's a book that speaks about the waters rising before. You want to look in that book and see maybe if the scientific things that are happening before are happening again. No, 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 that's, that's, uh, that's fairy tales. We don't care about that. Okay. But the main Noach were also rising. And I'm not even mentioning the fact that Otsadik Akon of Lublin says that the Mehamabul had tremendous, tremendous potential. Because the water's rising for them. Vatimaleha Aretz Hamas. But the land was being filled with chamas. And everything was all crooked. And animals were being with other inappropriate animals. And, and just all of the kochos of Mayim, whatever that could have been, in Mayim el Torah, they perverted it. And the only way to get through it was with Noah. Then the Gemara says, the second time that the Mayim was rising, you guys know? Early Sivan, 2448, the waters start rising again. And all the Amim turn to Bilam. And they say, what's going on? Hashem the Mabul Yashov? We know this story. Wait, is Hashem sending a Mabul? He promised he wouldn't do it again. He said, no, Hashem owes the Amoyitain. Don't worry, it's just Torah. When, when more Torah is being brought down, so the waters start to rise. When there's more potential for Kedusha, so then the waters start to rise. And they said, oh, Hashem Ozam, Hashem Yivarech Hashem Obashalom. Okay, Hashem should give a bracha to Klai so they should get the Torah. We, we, have, we don't have anything to do with that. The waters are rising again. What are you and I in this? If Yishmael is water, if Yishmael is a power of Tumah, 
which I'll explain a little bit more. We are kichol hayam. You and I are like the sand. Hashem blesses Avram that we're going to be like the sand. Ah, of all things in nature, right? Every shiva gets compared to an epic animal, a wolf, you know, uh, a lion. Uh, you're going to be like the what? We're going to be like the waves of that crowd. The sand, oh, the thing that gets in my toes and in my food when it's not the right thing and it crunches. Ah, that's what we're going to be like. Yeah, because you know what the sand is? The sand are the dunes that hold the water back. The sand is the line of defense against the rising waters. You and I are going to be kichol hayam. That final border. The kliyakr says, that's the bracha. That we have the koch to stop Yishmael. Yishmael He's going to be a wild donkey of a man. His hand is going to be in everything. He's going to be in every aspect of society, just constantly putting his hand where it doesn't belong. He's going to be breaking through things that he's not supposed to. You know what chamor is? Like the Maharal says, chamor is chumrios. Chamor is physicality. He's a wild donkey of a man. Ask doctor tell you stories about what he sees when he was, when he was defending against Arabs. The wildness. Unchained. So what's Hoshana Rabbah? On Sukkot, Nidun and Ahlamayim. On Sukkot, we're judged on water. On Hoshana Rabbah, we take the Arava and we beat it. Arava. Arava has to be by water. Tanarvan Arve Nachal, Hagedelus Al Hanachal. It has to grow on the water. It has to draw from the water. It has to do the correct things with the water. It has to be on the edge of the water. But, but if that Arava, Arava, if that Arab is able to draw the waters in the wrong way, then they start to get powers. Prat Litzavtsefa. The Swarm say this type of particular Arava, Tzavtsefa, is Tzipisa Yeshua. On Yom Kippur, we took care of the Seir Azazel. That's Esau. What's supposed to happen in Hoshana Rabbah? It's supposed to be that second day of Tefillah, like it says in the Yerushalmi. There's Rosh Hashanah Nidunim, and then Hoshana Rabbah Nidunim Ahamayim. Lechayim Velolimavas. The waters. Hagar tries to uproot Yitzchak and Sarah to be the fake Jews. You know, that's their claim. Hagar's the gematria. Okay, whatever. It's not a path we could go down right now.
<clears throat> there was another time where Palestinians broke through. Where Palestinians broke through and kidnapped one of us. A very powerful one of us. They were called Philistines though, not Palestinians. They were called Philistines and the way we would know it is Plishtim. And they captured Shimshon Hagibor. Because Shimshon was the one, Shimshon who was controlling his taivas as a Nazir. He was controlling his taivas until he didn't anymore. And because of, some, of, a, of a beautiful woman that he saw, he let his guard down. How did he fight? He fought with the chamor. He fought with the, with the jawbone. That's how he was able to defeat the plishtim. Who mamish come from Aza. But he let his guard down. And because of that, his eyes needed to be taken out. The tumah of plishti, the tumah of Aza, the tumah of Taiva, of what you see in the entire world, of where I'm going to be called a zealot because of how I'm talking now. Because I'm going to mention guarding our eyes. That potentially this is going to be too controversial. Don't think for a second that when you hear what's going on and it affects you in an emotional way, that you are not part of this. Of course you're part of it. We're all one body. I'm telling you right now, I can't focus because my hand is in pain. Why? My left hand should just be able to do everything. No, it, because when, when, when part of Kalei is in pain, we're all in pain. A hundred percent. And then we get this feeling of yayers. What am I supposed to do, Rebbe? What am I supposed to do? I I'm all the way over here. Don't think for a second that you're not in the army. You are. You were born into this time. And Ismail Khamma is a time where things shake up. The day-to-day -day monotony of what was the past is going to be. It's over. There's an opportunity. And saying Tehillim is Vada important. And Davening more is Vada important. But just with eyes to see, attempt to try to understand what message Hashem is telling us. Maybe, maybe. Okay, Hashem, there was this disgusting group of people that were blocked away since 2005. So the world in 2005, I'm trying to think back, I don't know if you know. Oh, okay. It was, a, it was a little bit of a simpler time. The iPhone was created in what? 06? Interesting. Okay, fine. What? 07? And it's blocked in, in Gaza. And there's constant just trying to spill over and spill over. But we'll build a wall around it. We'll build our security. Yishmael, the chamor, the toma, the disgustingness, the para-adam. Keep him in. Okay, he's going to get out. He's going to keep sending rockets. Then one day on the day after Hoshana Rabbah, 
where it's supposed to be our water, where we're judged on the water, they breach through. They take a bulldozer and they break right through that fence. And there were tunnels that they dug that our eyes couldn't see. And how come Israel that has the greatest intelligence in the whole world, they couldn't see it coming? How come like Shimshon and Gibor, they were blinded? However, you and I have the schos of being in yeshiva. We have the schos of growing. I had Rebbeim who inspired me time and time again. You have Rebbeim that can meet you on your level. I'm done with this. I ordered a dumb phone. I can't have it in my pocket anymore. I can't have the window, and even though it's 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 filtered up the wazoo and it's all of these things, I just I can't. My eyes. Forget the incidental shmir senayim. Just the idea that that. I need my walls to be stronger. What if our tunnels are being dug underneath where no one else can see? Where when I come out into the light, I'm, I, I look like the most frumbacher here, but when, when there's tunnels and when it's darkness, it's not so good. Until one day everything just breaks forward. You think these things are coincidences? Not chas v'shalom for one second am I saying that if any of this is fault by us. But to think that you can't be part of the fight? To think that now that you hear this, you don't matter? That this is, don't get caught up in the news. Don't get caught up. Look at that. That newspaper is a little bit more pro-Israel. And that newspaper is a little bit less pro-Israel. How dare they? They say that the Israelis had this con. Who cares what they think? That doesn't matter. Because in the end of the day, it's not even the Arabs who are doing it. It's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Everything has meaning. Everything is through Hashkachas Hashem. When they're writing the 25th book of Tanakh, Sefer Mashiach, and these Psukim are being written. What side do you want to be on? Ninth graders, you don't yet know about Vahari Ninu. I wanted to do it separate, 10th through 12th and 9th graders, and you and I will have a time face to face. That Chafetz Chaim Melchama thing comes from a little safer called Vahari Ninu. 
Obviously, I'm talking about screen time, of just wasting, of letting our eyes be, be drawn away with Narishkeit, of escaping this world. But I'm also talking about what one watches during the four and the eight and the twelve. For 10 through 12, you understand how I'm speaking now. Your eyes are holy. We have been blinded. We didn't see it coming. Our walls have been breached and our tunnels are out there for people to see. Listen to the message. You warriors. You were created for this. In this time where the waters of the world are rising, where the Chamor is breaching through, None of the opinion of the rest of the world matters. Don't become that. All that matters is you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Number one, after you work on your path in the morning, I'm going to have a Chabura. I'm going to allow people to get breakfast and then come back. And I'm going to go through this Sefer Blinader every single day. Okay? A little $4 Sefer. I'll order a bunch just like that. Working on Shmir Sinaim because the world is over flooded. Number two, Rabbi Oberlander and the Rosh Shiva are constantly going back and forth. What are we going to say to them about filters, not filters, filters, not filters? Shwachter, what do you want to do about it? I don't know. I will tell you this though. Before Eretz Yisrael, had all the blood spilled. And you could speak to some of the future skanim. In my mind, I had a shield of a Vaharinenu shield, which was, if you want to come to me or to tag or whatever it is, and you decide on your own, I want to make this a completely kosher thing. Just like on my package of chips, there's an OU, so too on my window to the rest of the outside world, I want an OU. I want a Chav K. Oh, Badats, whatever. You will get a Vahari Nenu shield. Because that shield is not just for your phone. That when there's an 18-year-old Israeli going out there and having to go through the rat's nest of the Chamor, then maybe, just maybe, your shield will, will create an invisible shield around him and protect him. Because late at night you're just like, you know what, it's not worth it. You want to create your own tunnel to, to distract against their tunnels? Do one limud. Outside of the other limudim. Do one limud that no one else can see. This is the highest thing, honestly. It's the hardest thing in the world. Is to do one limud that no one else can see. So no one can see I'm in the base magic. Da, 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 da. Only you and a Kaddish Baruch That's your tunnel. You do that, those tunnels will crash. This goes above, of course, all of the chesed and the love that you have to show for Gans, Klai Yisrael, and the going out there and showing your support in the rallies. And every time we, we say extra Tehillim, of course, that's its own thing. But this brigade, we are the eyes, we are the intelligence.
Kaddish Baruch Hu should help us all be able to be there for Kla Yisrael and have our eyes be pure against all Tumah, donkey or not. We should be able to see only light by seeing beauty in another Yid and by seeing beauty in the Torah, by making all the right decisions, by having our walls up so that we can fight and mamish, see with our own eyes. Mashiach Tzidkenu Bimhera Amenu.